Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Anne-Marie Yap, Executive Director of Technology at Stanford Healthcare and Stanford School of Medicine. Anne-Marie, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Um, again, my name is Anne-Marie Yap. I'm Executive Director of Technology um, for Stanford Medicine. I support the adult hospital, the clinics, our community hospital in Tri-Valley, and the School of Medicine. My, my background is I've been at Stanford for about eight years. And it's been an exi- exciting adventure, but this is actually my first time in healthcare. Prior to Stanford, actually, I was working at Sony PlayStation and before that, Cisco Systems. So I bring a lot of different talents to Stanford, but also at the same time, it's, it's a huge learning curve for me. And it's been actually a, a pleasure. And I'm humbled by just what I see every day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, when you think about your um, experiences before you arrived at Stanford, you know, what um, did you learn or what are you able to bring to the healthcare space um, because of your time in other industries? Well, you know what is the reason why I took this opportunity, um, you know, st- stepping into into this, right? Um, it, it's just it's just really comes down to healthcare. I, th- I just wanted to know more about healthcare. I really wanted to know how can we do healthcare differently? How can we do it better, right? There's so much around it that I just did not understand, right? You know, as a consumer to healthcare, right? So when Stanford called, right, I thought what an interesting opportunity for that, that, that academic medical center. So I just went over here and had the conversation. And, and I'll just be honest with you, it was eye-opening opportunity and it's inspiring. And I think what I bring to it is agility, how to do risk, right? Uh, a different way of thinking, you know, thinking outside the box, um, looking at technology differently, how to bring healthcare more down to the consumer level, right? So I think there's, there's a lot more that comes into healthcare versus just the clinical care. It's, it's delivering it, it's that customer experience, right? And, and that's what I brought to the table. I think so, that's why Stanford really brought me in. It's just a different way of thinking, but my hyper-focus on, on the experience of how we deliver healthcare and how we talk to the patients about what we're doing around their care, but also how IT translates what clinicians need and patients need back into our strategy for technology. Got it. I think that's so important. It's just fascinating to think through and think about, um, you know, all the different ways that healthcare can learn from other industries. And especially, as you mentioned, on the um, patient experience side, that's fantastic. Well, Anne-Marie, I was wondering, what are some of the opportunities that you see right now for Stanford Healthcare and Stanford Medicine, especially from your role as Executive Director of Technology? And what are the headwinds you have your eye on today? You know, there is so much happening. I mean, you know, there's AI and security around AI. There's care at home, hospital at home, virtual nursing, 5G, CBRS, robotics, right? I mean, there is so many things that we're looking at, right? But it's obvious that we cannot move forward with everything that comes across and that we see, right? 
it's it, you know so it's imperative that we understand the value the opportunity and risk associated right to make these informed decisions on you know what are we going to pursue right it has to uphold our core values and our mission right i mean at stanford is providing world-class patient care discovery and research and we use those as our tenants to figure out where do we spend our time because as everybody know there's so much happening. We keep hearing about AI and different flavors of AI that's been around forever. Care at home is huge because we want to take the primary care and have everybody, you know, be taken care of at home and, you know, and they don't have to come into our offices, but that's a whole new dimension. And then there's the hospital at home, right? How can we move patients out of the hospital into their home? And there's so much benefits around that. And virtual nursing, right? Because we all hear about the shortage, but there's so much we can do to extend careers. There's so much we can do to help the throughput. Then of course, there's the infrastructure components, right? 5G is finally here and even CBRS that will help us with, you know, better access, less access point, even sustainability, less cabling. And of course, robotics and how can we use robotics to do these task level things? So like I said, there is a lot. There's a lot that we're looking at, but we do use our tenants to try and figure out from a priority standpoint, where do we spend our time? And again, it's about world-class patient care, discovery and research is what we try and bucket things. And then we try and figure out what we want to take a look at. So there's a lot. I don't know if that answers your question, but I can tell you right now, it's a great time to be a technologist, especially in the healthcare field. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's such a great point. And you know, in, in thinking through um, some of those things you mentioned, whether it's looking at the workforce challenges, looking for, um, you know, the the areas where um, we really can can be top of mind for those executives in, in the um, uh, organization overall to get into a great spot. Um, you know, I just would love to hear your perspective on some of the ways that really technology is adding value, um, you know, especially thinking through all the challenges you just mentioned that um, Stanford has and so many other health systems have. What do you see from your vantage point and how you think about growth and development uh, going forward? Well, you know, the, what, what, what I think, and this is where we're, you know, we've been looking at and trying to figure out, right? You know, we are Stanford. You know, everybody comes here, we have this impeccable focus on patient experience, patient care, right? How do you move that to the home, right? Because I'll, I'll be honest with you, the, the pandemic was uh, eye-opening for all of us, but it, it, it let us flex our muscles on, do we really have to care, you know, take care of everybody here? Do we need to be building more buildings or do we need to really focus on how do we take care of our patients, right? So I really think that hospital at home, right, is a great way to add value. You know, um, you know, we need to be more savvy about how we do our treatments and our care, right? I mean, Stanford, we, we've been full for three years plus years, right? I mean, we're looking at different ways to shorten stay. How do we send patients home and still treat patients at home? How do we manage our staff, right? I mean, that's how I, you know, from a technology standpoint, this is how we're starting to bring a lot more value to help to reduce the cost, but improve patient care, right? I mean, things like reducing length of stay for patients, right? I mean, you know, sending patients home gives us the ability to, and there are studies out there that shows how this really reduces length of stay, the care, but 
during the pandemic, it really made me got closer to looking at how caregivers take care of patients, how important families are for patient well-being, right? And so there's a lot of technology focused in that area, or there should be. But for us at Stanford, right, you know, we're really looking at even the concept of a virtual nurse to bridge that gap. to Because it's a whole idea of a continuum of care is really what the focus is here. And that's where I think that, you know, we need to start really spending a little bit more time, a little more investment, a little more research on how do we do that continuum of care, right, but from a home setting. That's so fascinating. And, you know, I, I know we're still in very much the beginning stages of looking at, mm-hmm. you know, how you make that transfer and what really makes sense, um, you know, for the organization to keep that patient experience great and overall, you know, have that um, Stanford brand passed from the four walls of the hospital into the home and in virtual care settings. But what have you noticed or, or learned um, during, you know, over the past year or two that, you know, really has been um, a differentiator in terms of, you know, how you are, are moving on that journey, I guess, to, to a great patient experience in the virtual and hospital home setting. Well, what's interesting though is, right, um, and there's certain work workflows that nurses do every day that I think our caregivers and our families do also is, it's that daily check-in. How are you feeling today, right? You know, what's going on, right? These are the things, right, that actually helps dictate your care and what happens. There's indicators in how you respond where the staff knows, you know, there's symptoms, there's precursors, right? It's very fascinating. And, and I had the, um, I, I keep saying the pleasure because as a technologist, I, I am not a nurse, but, due, but during the pandemic, we were lockstep in the nursing workflows, how to interact with patients, how families interact. And I got to see that that type of interaction is critical to care, right? And, and that was eye-opening. It wasn't like, here's all the charge, here's, you know, because you have somebody checking in and now you're seeing how somebody physically is doing. You have all the numbers in the charts, but what's missing is you don't have that physical appearance. Are they, or, or is the skin tone a little off? The way their body is, the way they're talking to you, right? You know, are they depressed? Are they not depressed, right? These things that, you had to pick up on to help with how you care for that patient. And I think that's the biggest thing I learned by watching how we do the interaction. I I think that's what kind of sets Stanford apart a little bit is that we're hyper-focused on how you are feeling, right? And that's the mental feeling along with the, the actual physical care. Got it. That's such a, a great point you made and definitely something, you know, that it, um, it is so important in caring for the person, both the physically and mental aspects of, of what they're doing and how they're managing um, their health and their health care. Now, I know right now is somewhat of a challenging time across the board for many organizations and industries in terms of um, the economy and, and financials, as well as um, the people, capital and resources. So when you think about, you know, where we're headed, what is one risk or investment that's still worth making this year, even though, you know, healthcare dollars and resources are precious? You know, I have to keep going back to how can we take care of patients so they don't come to us, actually, quite frankly, but also when they do, right? And I really think that telehealth and telemonitoring is definitely worth an investment. And, and, and that's because, you know, we are pushing the care back into the home, 
right? You're not spending time trying to get to us, but if we can monitor you, right? You know, then we can tell, right? You know, when do you need to come to us? Or, you know, if you have an existing condition like an AFib, right? And there's certain indicators, right? Then it alerts us. And maybe we tell you when to come to us or we call you, right? That's where I think that you can push down the cost of care, right? Because what's, what's the most expensive portion of care is when you have to go to the ED. I would love it if we can figure out how to not have you come to emerging departments or to be readmitted, right? So that's where I think there's that some more investment needs to happen. I know we keep hearing about AI, AI, and people are trying to figure out how can AI help us, right? AI, if you take a look at it, is that, you know, and I got to go back to virtual care and tell telemonitoring, how do you monitor a lot of patients at once, right? That's where AI comes into play, the scale, right? We set the model and they're the real-time monitoring all your symptoms, all your symptoms, and then they're alerting the virtual person to say, hey, this person is tracking this way, you, you need to check in. Right, and then you do the deeper dive, right? That's how you can scale healthcare. But also though is the concept of a virtual nurse, that means that we can extend a nursing career longer because nursing is a physical job, right? And we hear about resource shortage, nursing shortage, but maybe we need to look a little bit differently uh, at how we can help our nurses with everything that they're doing, right? So that's where I think that we need to really look at the investments around telehealth, but we, and we hear about telehealth, but telemonitoring is where I think we need to spend some money, money around so we can actually do telemonitoring, which all actually bleeds into the care at home, continuum, and even wearables. That's fascinating to hear. And, you know, absolutely. I love that idea of being able to extend the nurse's career as well as thinking through how um, you can gather the data and, and really make sure patients are doing what they need to do to care for themselves and, and stay out of the hospital and healthcare system, quite mm -hmm. frankly. So I love that. Um, I wanted to just take one more minute to look at the future and, and, you know, wanted to know from your perspective, where do you see some of the big opportunities for technology and you and your role to grow and develop over the next few years? You know, I have a very unique role. And where, where I say that is that I sit in between the core IT group and what we call our operations is particularly nursing. I spend a lot of time trying to understand workflows and how technology and how people work so we can figure out how to optimize and are we helping or not really and adding value. But I really think, you know, if we can start looking at what people do today and how can we virtualize some of the routines that they do. I keep picking on nursing because it's in the news all the time, but look where our nurses are spending most of their time. Admissions, discharge, right? That check-in, um, that type of routine type of things, right? Can we, you know, a nurse walks into a patient room, right? They check in with you, then they have to turn around and go put all the information into, into the EMR. What if somebody is there typing in the EMR for you and you're just going from room to room, right? These little... Um, routines can reduce the stress on our nursing staff, but actually puts our nursing staff back in front of the patients doing nursing and not like documentation, right? Also the concept of virtual nurses. If you look at the average age of nurses and when nurses are leaving the industry, we have some very experienced nurses that can they sit at home and be a virtual nurse with that amount of skill set and knowledge, 
And then also we have the concept of that we have certain license, licensed nurse for specialties. It turns out maybe around 70% of what they do, a general nurse can do. So I think that if we spend a lot more time looking at just even this one role in a hospital setting, I think there's a lot of we can do to not only expand careers, but also make what they do really focus on the reason why they went into nursing and not doing these other activities, all right? And that's why I keep bringing this back around to, you know, I know we're all technology focused, AI focused, but if we can really hone down on what workflows that we need to fix, what jobs are doing 35% of their jobs are not focused on what they really are trained to do, but because they have to use technology to document and things like that, I think that's where the future goes, right? If, if we really focus on that, I think we can make leaps and bounds um, in the medical field. And I think technology can help with that. And Maria, I love that. What a great philosophy. And especially, um, you know, with so much happening and evolving in artificial intelligence, I can imagine, you know, it mm -hmm. seems like um, that right now there's so many possibilities and in, in really exciting things happening in that space. Oh, oh, absolutely. I, and I think, though, is that it's the way we use it because there's so much research. Can you imagine if we just started overlaying all this research on top of these indicators, right? We can actually trigger things where a virtual nurse will call you and said, you know, here's the indicators, right? This is where we're headed. This is what we need to do. So you don't end up back in the ED or you don't come back to us, right? I mean, there's all these things that we can make these little tweaks and adjustments to your care right? That will help with the continuum so you don't come back, right? I mean, you know, I, I, again, it goes against all the consumer ideas of getting people to come back. We really don't want you to come back, but that means that the care that we've done for you, right, you know, means that you don't have to come back to the hospital, right? The whole idea here is we're sorry you had to come to us. We, you know, we took care of your care, but how can we ensure you don't have to come back? Absolutely. That's such a great point. And Anne-Marie, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a fun discussion and I'm excited to see you in October when we have our Health IT Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event. It'll be awesome to have you there and speaking. And I can imagine many of these same themes will come up during some of those discussions. Oh, it, it's a fantastic opportunity and I'm very excited to be invited. And hopefully by then I will have some more data points for us to talk about, but I think it's going to be a, a great discussion this fall. And I look forward to to, to the panel discussion and actually looking forward to meeting some other like-minded individuals. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.